When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Everybody stop what you're doing, please! From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it, and Eric is here to guide the way. These are the wrong plans. These are the old plans. Oh. All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. Stop it! Stop what you're doing. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House, Derek G. This is the Pro Insider Podcast. This is what goes out for all you in the design community, the residential construction, architecture, even sales. All you guys out there that are selling to the builders and remodelers and even designers, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Well, today I wanted to take on a big topic. And it's something that I can see that we as a community are going to have to pull together to fix this problem because it seems that many other people are not. So hear me out on this one. Our community as the residential design and construction field, we need to figure out how we take care of some of this low-income housing and homeless issues out there. And I think we need to team up with the mental health slash uh, drug addiction community to see how we can work together to solve this ourselves. Because if you look across, you know, I'm in Portland, Oregon, so we're in one of the ground zeros of this. And last night I was driving around trying to meet a family member for happy hour. And I'm like, oop, not parking on that street. There's 30 D tents down the sidewalk because I didn't want to get my loaner car from the car dealership that's working on there, bashed up, stolen, or anything else. And I'm like, we got to do something here. So let me tell you what's happened in Portland that was very interesting, and it's something that probably eight years ago when I moved to Portland, nine years ago, I waved this flag hard. So hear me out on this. We had a jail that was the Wapato Jail here in Portland. I think they built this thing, what, 20 years ago. But when they built it, they didn't ever use it. Multnomah County in Portland was going to get into the, hey, we're going to get paid and make a ton of money off of prisoners game that we've seen out there. Problem was, the, the, the prisoner population dried up where they could never use it. So this building sat there for years and they were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep it up every year. Myself and a fair number of people in the community said that would be the perfect rehab facility and homeless shelter. Now, we cannot make it a jail. Let's, let's not make it a jail, but let's, let's soften that up a bit and make it a facility where it can help people. And city government and county government across the board, in typical fashion, said, nope, 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 it's, it's not near a bus line was their m most major 
argument they had. And I'm like, really? You can't move a freaking bus line? Give me a break. So this is where city and local government, even state government, 100% failed. Because they had a 155,000 square foot building that had medical, bathrooms, beds. I mean, there were sheets in the cabinet. It was turnkey ready to go. That they went, nope, we're going to put it up for auction. And they did. The city said, nope, we're not going to use it, not going to happen, and all of that. So it went up for auction. Local real estate guy had the same vision as many of us, Jordan Snitzer. He bought the property and said he's going to do something with it. Well, he partnered with a nonprofit, and now the Wapato Jail is op- operating as a homeless shelter. They're in the middle of remodeling it, softening that up, and it's now the Bybee Lakes Hope Center. And they've got a portion of it open. They've already got 33 people in there, and it is a clean, sober living environment. They moved the bus line. Imagine that, right? How hard could that be? Wow. They moved it. So you look at this and go, okay, one person who bought this, I don't know, I think they spent 30 or $40 million on this place to develop it. He bought it for, I think, under five and turned around with a nonprofit and made it into something. You know, I'm watching here in the city of Portland build quote-unquote affordable housing for nearly $400,000 per unit cost. And I go, you know, our building community has some great minds. And if we team up with the mental health community to develop a program, I tell you what, there's some solutions there that aren't going to make a bunch of people rich in government. This isn't a political show, but let's be honest. They make a lot of money continuing the problem. And so I see it if we turn around and everybody works together on this, let's keep the talking heads and the political people out of this. This is just two groups that should be getting together. Bring in some nonprofits that have been doing this already because they've got experience as well. Get everybody working together. And then you come back to the city, state, you know, federal government and say, okay, this is how we're going to do it because there's answers out there. There could be an industrial piece of land that you move the bus line over to and put tiny homes in. Maybe there's an empty warehouse that used to be a manufacturing facility that you can put stuff into. There's got to be better ways of doing this because clearly what we're doing right now in many cases, we're blowing a lot of money that could be actually helping people instead of lining other people's pockets. We've got, I, I would I would guess, and they don't have a number, just in Portland, Oregon, and I don't live in the city, and that's one of the reasons why I live outside in another community. I'm in the metro area. There's got to be 100,000 people that are sitting out in the streets right now. Because if you drive up and down I-5 in Portland, you can count thousands of living people 
under tarps, tents, tent cities. It reminds me of some of the, the tent cities and things that I saw in El Salvador when I was down there 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I think our communities can come together when it comes to housing, mental health, and drug addiction. Because it is, it is my belief, personally, that we don't have a housing problem for many of these people. We have a mental health problem where these folks are unfortunately self-medicating themselves and can't become self-sufficient members of society. And if we can stop that cycle, maybe even get some of these great people into the trades, because we got millions of homes as a shortage out there and not enough people to build them, we could team together and create something that would be excellent out there. Now, I'm not going to even pretend to know that I have all the answers. But I'm asking you guys out there, this is your challenge. How do we all work together to solve this problem? Because I'm confident the people that we've elected into government across the country don't have the tools or even the desire to fix it. And if you do, stand up. Let's see it. Let's come up with a plan. If we're tossing billions of dollars at this problem right now, and it's a joke because it's not fixing it. So how do we do this? Love to hear some comments. I'll post this up over on Around the House with Eric G on Facebook. Let's get that discussion going. Maybe we can get some people together. Maybe we can solve some problems. Because I know in my weather here, I've got... 112 degrees here in Portland on Sunday, and we're highest temperature of all time is 107. We got people dying this weekend, and there's nothing we can do to stop that right now. So what are we going to do for next summer or next winter? All right, everybody, that's the challenge for this week. Let's see if we can get something going. I'd love to see if we could start a discussion. Coming up Saturday, I've got uh, Carolyn Bozowski on, Caroline B., she is my co-host on Saturday for hour number one. And then hour two, I have expert plumber Roger Wigfield. You have seen him all over social media in the plumbing world. If you're one of the trades out there, you don't want to miss this show. It is going to be excellent because he is an expert in his field. So if you want to hear social media, plumbing, all that different stuff, he's rocking it. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Stay safe out there. Let's get this conversation going. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Around the House with Eric G is produced by, designed by Eric G, in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020, designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at aroundthehouseonline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House.